I'm Dave Breckenridge, and you're listening to 10-3. Despite many similarities and a shared independence streak, Quebec and Alberta have found themselves on opposite sides in a back and forth over the suggestion the Energy East pipeline get revisited. Quebec's premier had some harsh words for Alberta oil, Alberta's premier responded in kind, and now La Belle Provence is trying to restore calm. We look at the specifics of the debate about a pipeline, what both premiers have said, and what Francois Legault brought to the table for his debut at the First Minister's meeting. It's Friday, November 14th. Before we get to our conversation, I have just one question for you. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If you're listening to this on a web browser but want to make sure you don't miss an episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and tap the subscribe icon. There. That wasn't so hard, was it? I would say uh, to the new Premier of Quebec that, you know, he just needs, he needs to get off his high horse, he needs to look at what's in the ground, and he needs to understand that not only is our product not dirty, but that it actually funds the schools, the hospitals, the roads, and potentially even some of the hydroelectricity infrastructure uh, in Quebec. Philip Otia so, covers uh, provincial we... politics for the Montreal Gazette. So... Philip, a Quebec cabinet minister has tried to walk back comments by Premier Francois Legault that Alberta oil has no social acceptability in Quebec. Now, can you walk me through what sparked the original comments and why Canada Relations Minister Sonia Lebel issued this most recent statement? It, it's, it really started uh, the, the night before the premiers were all going to get together uh, in Montreal with, uh, with the prime minister, with Mr. Trudeau. The Premier of New Brunswick had expressed interest in jump-starting or re-giving re new life to the Energy East pipeline project, which was to carry oil from Alberta through the Canadian provinces, through Quebec and into New Brunswick to what they call Tidewater, which would then give it access to foreign markets. So the Premier of New Brunswick expressed interest in this project, but Mr. Legault arrived the night before and he had a short scrum with us. And, and as he said, there was no social acceptance of this. Uh, there was no, uh, no, no interest in the province, in Quebec, in seeing that uh, project uh, come back to life. You've got to remember that uh, there was considerable opposition at the time uh, when that project was being kicked around, especially by Quebec's mayors um, who uh, did not, uh, could not imagine this pipeline crossing so many uh, rivers and lakes. You know, you can mangle with, with water with, and, and oil together. It, it doesn't mix together. In the meantime, there has been a growing uh, movement in Quebec uh, to fight climate change. And Mr. Legault was well aware of that. And he's kind of shifted from where where the party used to be, a little bit more to the right, more pro, pro-business. And he has shifted himself politically uh, to be a greener premier. So it was uh, an answer you could have you anticipated the next thing that happened was that at the closing of the Premier's conference, Mr. Legault made the comment that Quebec is not interested in uh, dirty energy. That's the comment that took off. Both of the comments took off. There was kind of a delayed reaction. But then, uh, you know, that's when Alberta reacted. Uh, for, it started on social media, and then we saw the comments from uh, uh, the Premier, Rachel Notley, uh, asking uh, Mr. Legault to get off his high horse. 
because it kind of dove, it, it kind of dovetailed with the fact that the finance ministers were meeting in Ottawa and discussing equalization payments. And uh, as it turns out, because of the formula, uh, which is a very complex, Quebec was getting a, a big chunk of equalization payments this year, whereas suddenly it's the Alberta economy that's in trouble while Quebec is sitting on a surplus. So it was all sort, sort of a domino effect, but it was bad optics. And uh, so that's, uh, so, uh, you know, Quebec uh, really, uh, that's what Madame, Mrs. LaBelle was saying yesterday in her, in her scrum. Really, we, Quebec doesn't want to be at war with Alberta. And in fact, uh, she didn't say this, but Quebec and Alberta share some of the same kind of problems because Quebec is sitting on a hydro surpluses, which it would like to export to the, to the United States, for example. And there was a big contract to sell power to Massachusetts, but it's the, it's the same kind of problem as a pipeline. Quebec's having trouble getting transmission lines built. Uh, so, and, the, and the people of, of New Hampshire rejected the, 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 the plan to carry power through their, their state to, um, to Massachusetts to, you know, for the Massachusetts people's, uh, for Boston's air conditioning systems. So, uh, that uh, there's there are parallels in the whole thing, and so that, that's why uh, Quebec is not really interested in in, uh, in in fighting with Alberta on on this at all. And uh, you know, she said it repeatedly, and uh, the premier said it again today that we're, we're not trying to preach to Alberta. Uh, we're just explaining sort of the real the reality of things. And uh, so they've they've wa they've walked it back. And you got to remember too that in in the past, Quebec and Alberta were known as the two most autonomous provinces in Canada, and often uh, not colluded, but often worked together uh, on projects where they they took on the federal government. So there is a past of uh, of of strong of, of a strong kind of. Uh, autonomous streak in both of these provinces. So it doesn't make any sense for Quebec and Alberta to fight. It's true that the Quebec government has kind of walked back the comments saying, look, we're, we're not trying to be a war with Alberta, but they, they haven't walked back the comments about oil. So, you know, it, it trying to dampen potential conflict between the provinces. But at the same time, there is still a, a sense that Quebec doesn't want Alberta oil coming across its rivers. But that's rivers. not true. But, but re and in fact, and I was doing some research on this yesterday, Quebec buys 45% of its oil from Alberta already. And it's coming through the, Embri the Embridge pipeline, which uh, I don't know if you recall this, but in 2015, that pipeline was reversed. It used to flow east to west. Now it flows west to east. So most of Quebec's, uh, for, almost, ha almost half of Quebec's oil is already coming from Alberta. And that's creating jobs in, in, in the west as well. So it, it, is a, it is a falsehood to say that Quebec is not trying to do is, is not is not is somehow buying foreign oil or giving oil buying oil from foreign companies uh, with dubious human rights records that's kind of a myth that's been circulating around for a while and the, the the rest of Quebec's oil comes from the United States and so 94 percent of Quebec's oil is supplied by Alberta and the USA why do you suppose that the the government is fine with that pipeline, but not necessarily fine with another pipeline taking oil to New Brunswick refineries. It's a harder, a much harder sell to tell people that you're going to build a new pipeline compared to one that's already there, that's being that's already being used to it to its maximum capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and I believe Alberta's plan 
is to try and export more of its product by rail cars now. And uh, so, you know, that that's a that's a whole other Quebec has its own issues with rail cars after the Lac Megantic disaster. That's so, true. Uh, yeah, but I, but I, but I think it's it's pretty it's pretty clear to me that, that I think a lot of people don't don't really realize that we're getting that much oil through a pipeline already. Now, moving on to Legault's debut at the first minister's meeting, we know that other premiers like Rachel Notley, who came wanting to talk about the price of oil and the oil differential that's hitting Alberta's economy. Uh, Doug Ford wanted to talk carbon taxes. Scott Moe wanted to talk oil. What was Legault uh, bringing on his list, being that it was his first meeting? What issues did he want to touch on? He he brought uh, two two key two key issues and one third that where he's sort of playing the uh, the salesman. Uh, the first two issues he had were uh, he wanted more compensation from the federal government for uh, the massive amounts of money that Quebec has spent uh, handling the the influx of thousands of asylum seekers across its border, and uh, you know we're talking three hundred million dollars here, and so there were negotiations with Ottawa over who would pay and what part of the bill. And the, the other part was, as you recall, the, in the new NAFTA agreement, a lot of Canadian farmers are taking a hit on their, their share of their, of their exports. And uh, so Canadian and Quebec dairy farmers are seeking compensation. So he, those were the two things on his grocery list that he wanted to talk to Trudeau about and the federal government about, and uh, he was kind of a bystander initially on the the the, the Doug Ford uh, fight squabble with uh, Trudeau over the carbon tax, because uh, Trudeau, uh, I'm sorry that must, uh, Quebec is already online on side. Trudeau with when it comes to carbon tax, we have a cap and trade system with California here. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's much a far less stretch uh, for Quebec and for Mr. Legault with Mr. Trudeau than, uh, you know, Mr. Ford threatening to walk out uh, over the carbon tax. That's a totally different kind of a thing. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Legault seem to get along quite well, uh, which is very, very, uh, very funny because uh I think the rest of the country doesn't really know Mr. Legault. They didn't really know what to expect, but you know, he he's a pragmatic kind of guy, and he, he he's he's interested in making deals and making, uh, which indirectly helps the, the confederation work. And uh, it, it's a, it's a it's a different experience for him. And there was some some I found some heard some humorous questions from reporters from the rest of the country about Legault. That you know, are you a conservative but you're green, but you're you know, uh, like they they people don't know quite what to make about it. Make of him yet? It was his first foray into what I call the Canadian club. We'll be right back. The National Post launched 20 years ago to be a distinctive and surprising voice in the media landscape. Though much has changed over the past two decades, what hasn't is the core appeal of a paper dedicated to conservative values, interesting voices, unique perspectives, and a sense of fun. Check out what you've been missing. Get 20% off a one-year subscription to the National Post with promo code HAPPY20. That's HAPPY20. You mentioned earlier the about Quebec Hydro and the idea that um, 
Quebec wants to get, sell its power to uh, people in Massachusetts to, as you said, uh, run their air conditioners, but they're running into problems with opposition to a transmissions lines. This was an issue that was raised at uh, the first minister's meeting as well. What is Legault hoping that the federal government or other premiers can do to help uh, with their hydro issue? I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he was necessarily seeking their help. He's looking. He was seeking uh, their markets. Uh, he, he would like to sell. We have we have uh, hydro surpluses, so he's interested in selling not just to the south but to Ontario as well and anywhere anybody that wants to buy the power. And it's in fact it's easier for there's already transmission lines between Quebec and Ontario. It's it's ra rel relatively easy for Quebec to increase exports to Ontario. Uh, his his uh, he had quite a sales pitch for Ontario though. He he has told Mr. Ford uh, rather than spend I think it's twenty billion that the Ontario government has to spend uh, refurbishing their can-do reactors at Pickering and Darling. Uh, why uh, instead of do that instead of doing that at great expense? Why not buy some of our green Quebec hydroelectric surplus? Uh, to replace those replace those uh, units, and uh, so I I'm not I'm not sure how that will go over politically because each one of those reactors in Ontario represents a certain uh, probably five six hundred jobs each each uh, reactor, and Mr. Ford probably has to has to think about his his regional base of voters. It wouldn't it wouldn't look too good, but Go Legault was willing to give it a try, and that was the main focus of because the, they actually had their own tete-a-tete uh, -tete, uh, a few weeks ago in Toronto before all this all this started to happen. So uh, uh, Legault Legault's argument is that there he would like Quebec to be off the tap of those equalization payments that we that we were, were receiving. He wants Quebec to be a richer province, so it doesn't need equalization payment. I don't like that we receive equalization payment of 13 billion dollars a year. Why, why is that? Because we're not as rich. As and uh, that is a lot of what he's going to be doing over the next four years. That's what he says he wants to do. He's try, going to try and make Quebec a, rich, a richer place so that it gets off because he's not, he's not happy getting equalization payments. He, he, he sees it as a source of humiliation and because uh, he wants Quebec to be uh, not, not a, a needy province. And now, have you sat down with Legault for a year-end interview? Yes, I did this morning, as a matter of fact. I'm glad you asked. How, how, what, what was kind of the general uh, feel of the interview or what kind of things was he uh, talking about? Well, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, in a very confident mood. He, you know, you can't beat a majority, you know, he's got a massive majority in the legislature of now, now uh, with the by-election on Monday, he has 75 seats. And uh, so he's pretty pumped and he's, uh, but he's, he's a, he'll admit it. He'll tell you himself, he's an impatient kind of a guy and he wants action and he wants to get things done. I, I like the job very much. Uh, it's a question of, uh, I like action. So now if something is wrong, I can call a minister and change uh, things. So uh, it's very efficient. The things that he's tabled in the very brief two weeks that they, the, the legislature was sitting are things he wants to get out of the way, religious signs, immigration, these policies, 
which he feels he has to do because he they, they were part of his election campaign. But he would much rather be working on uh, improving the education system, health, and the economy. So the their strategy is to get these contentious issues. It's also pretty classic. Uh, if you've got things that are controversial to do, you do it in the first year of your mandate in office. Yeah. So he uh, he wants he wants to get moving on that, and uh, he. Uh, you know, and if you check uh, polls in Quebec, uh, he's on the right side of public opinion when it comes to uh, religious symbols uh, for judges and police officers, and uh, there is and and teachers. There's a there's quite a body of uh, opinion that says that that agrees with him. So I think he wants to you know take the money and run and get on with those get on <laughs> with these things. And that was sort of the tone of what we had what I got this morning. We sat down, uh, had a coffee, and uh, he was. Uh, uh, clearly in a good mood, sir. <laughs> well, hey, 2019 should be an interesting year to watch in Quebec politics. Uh, Philip, thanks very much for your time. Anytime. My pleasure. 10-3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Special thanks to our guest, Philip Otier in Montreal. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. <laughs>